Moncrief on News Talk. New CSO figures have been very revealing about the average age of first-time mothers. Now it's 33.3. I don't know how they... Well, I I suppose it's an average. You don't have to be 33.3 before you give birth. And anyway, in the last decade, the number of women giving birth who were 40 or over has increased by a third. Yet it's still the case that medicine defines advanced maternal age or a geriatric pregnancy as 35. The Irish Daily Mail columnist Fiona Looney has been uh, writing about this afternoon, Fiona. Hi, Sean. How are you? Not too bad. So how old were you when you had your last? When I had my last, I was 35, officially geriatric. So, yeah, and it's literally, I mean, any woman who's had a baby over 35 or even at 35 can testify to this. They literally put a sticker on your file saying geriatric mother. And do they so, ex- do they say, you know, don't take it seriously, it's just a thing we have to do? Or is it, is it does it go along with tut-tutting? Uh, oh, no, it doesn't go along with tut-tutting now, to be fair. Um, I mean, you know, they do tell you that women's fertility, sorry, they do tell you, it is the fact, I think, that, that female fertility kind of falls off a cliff at 35 um, and maybe that's why this is the age that they, they put this term on. And I know we're kind of talking about older mothers, but by the way, um, you know, this is only one of a number of very incendiary terms that women going through childbirth experience. You know, there you will also get, like with my children, certainly one that I remember particularly being very, very upset by where I ended up having a cesarean and my uh, file said failure to progress oh <laughs> so so look i you know i can have i could kind of have bumper stickers at this that women are subjected to you know at a time in your life where you may not be as robust mentally as other times of your life let's mm. just say but yeah and and I suppose the kind of odd thing that what these figures reveal is that that you know older mothers actually are mothers now at this stage of the game because that's more the norm. So it's a, it's a kind of a nonsense Absolutely. definition. Yeah, and you know, I mean, it is a nonsense definition. It you know, like unless there's a very solid, you know, unless it's kind of it, it influences your treatment. And, and certainly, in my experience, it doesn't. You know, you don't get treated. You don't. You know, you don't get the bed in the corner and extended visiting hours and better flowers, you know, when you certainly don't get better drugs or anything like that. You're treated exactly the same as anyone else. So, you know, I mean, I don't know what the medical logic is, but there doesn't seem to be one. From a treatment point of view, there doesn't seem to be one. Yeah. So, but I I suppose in a a wider sense, the reason why women are are opting to have kids uh, uh, a little bit later on is because I suppose A, they can. Uh, uh, there was a period in time uh, younger listeners were, we weren't, uh, women weren't allowed to do that. Uh, plus also, I suppose, kind of saying I'm going to, you know, do some stuff with my career first before I start after t- having to take off maternity leave. Yeah, and you know, and those are, you know, those are, are, are positive and empowering things, but it is worth remembering that, you know, our hands were, as women, our hands were forced in this because, you know, in a way, it doesn't matter what age you are. If you are on a career path, there is just, and you know, there will always be exceptions, but generally speaking, and in spite of all the employment acts, the equality acts, the rights and everything that's written down, the reality is that a woman 
with a mother, a woman with children or a, a woman who is planning on getting pregnant or who is pregnant is discriminated against. And I, I don't mean that kind of according to the letter of the law. I mean, your career suffers in a way that childless women or men don't suffer, mm. you know, in their, in their careers. That's just, that's just lived experience. And, and, you know, everyone knows that. So I suppose it's kind of in a way a perfect storm because when I, like when I was in school, I started work when I was 18 in the job that I'm, you know, in the career that I'm still in. Because back then there were only 13 years in secondary school and a lot of third level courses were only a year or two long. So that wasn't that unusual to be 18 or 19 starting work. Now, almost all secondary schools run four to 14 years because of transition year. Um, almost all college courses are four years long and then increasing numbers of people are choosing to, you know, to, to tool them up, themselves up further on the qualifications, you know, be it with masters, PhDs, whatever. So for a lot of people, you're only actually entering the workforce in your mid-twenties. So if you, at the age of, we say, you know, 29, which is what the age was, you know, 20 years ago, the the average age for for women to have babies, if you decide at 29, you know, when you're really kind of still the junior, you know, you're still making the tea and you decide, you know, right, okay, I'm going on maternity leave. Realistically, it's going to be a a huge struggle to get back to that point Mm -hmm. on the career ladder. So everything gets pushed forwards. And then, you know, happily, obviously, um, science, you know, has through IVF and through various fertility programs, you know, it is possible. It's not always possible. It's worth pointing out. And that's a big problem. Um, But it can be possible for women into their 40s to have children, you know, with relative lack of complications. And and so that's what's happening. Yeah. And now, do you think there's still, though, a self-consciousness about that? Uh, Because you you did mention it in the column today when you were reading uh, uh, entries there, uh, from people and, you know, there was references to being the older man, you know, whatever older yeah, man means. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's funny because I suppose the reason I was, well, they're new CSO figures, which is sort of the main reason for writing about it. But I did notice over the weekend, you know, we were looking, uh, we were sorting through applications um, for Operation Transformation for next year. And some of the people actually raised the issue of the fact that they are older parents, men and women, I have to say, but it was more common with the women um, and that they feel self-conscious at the school gates that, you know, kind of they, you know, they're very self-conscious about their appearance. But but it's not it's the appearance of being older. And I know from talking to some, not these particular women, but but other friends and colleagues who have been older having children, there's this almost pathological fear that you will be mistaken for the granny <laughs> and not the mother. Yeah. Um, you know, this, I mean, that's not, that's just the reality of it. You know, I mean, it's not really, you can't go around wringing your hands and say down with this kind of thing. That's just, it goes with the territory. But it does seem that there is, you know, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. You know, if you choose to be an older mother and you, you know, you tool up career wise and you have your house, you know, look at you and your mortgage. And so, in other words, financial, a, a, a degree of security to bring a child into that maybe women didn't always have in the past. The downside of that is that clearly at a time when you should be at your most empowered, you know, women are not that empowered 
if they're standing outside the school gates or the, the creche or whatever and going, oh, please don't think that I'm actually the granny. Yeah, because you do towards the, at the end of your piece, you do reference uh, uh, Victoria Kern Mitchell has a, had her second yeah. baby at 51. And of course, crazy Robert De Niro had one when he was 80. Um, yeah. So you, 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 there's a little bit of scepticism in there from, from your point of view, Fiona. Well, you know, not, to be honest, you know, and I, you know, I mentioned this when I spoke to your producer earlier on. You know, I, I really wrote this piece as a kind of a, you know, not not a down with this sort of thing, up with this sort of thing. It's really just this is where we are. This mm. is the reality. And there are pluses and minuses. You know, I mean, there's no doubt that financial security and having a roof over your head is a huge plus, you know, having a child. And you could, you know, one of the other things that actually I didn't mention, which is really to be welcomed in these new CSO figures, is the number of teenage mothers has at, is absolutely decimated. I mean, in the 1980s, you know, Sean, you, you, I'm sure you remember this as well. Like there was a, an epidemic and I, I you know, I, I, I mean, I know that's a very negative word, but mm. like girls I was in school with, you know, huge numbers of girls I was in school with um, became teenage mothers. And that's pretty much disappeared. And that's to absolutely be welcomed because it means Obviously, the children are being born into more financially stable, you know, um, better prepared situations. Let's put it that way. But there is, you know, I think rather than just go, isn't it great that we can do this? We we need to acknowledge that there are downsides. Um, You know, there's the obvious issue of, you know, being able to keep up with children, you know, when you're at an age where you've maybe come to remember how much you valued sleep, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're, you're back kind of running around after children, small children by day and not making up for it at night, you know, when you're in your, your mid to late 40s, um, which, you know, we're not really designed to do. But there is, you know, unfortunately, nature ultimately, you know, like trends may have shifted, but nature is stubbornly kind of saying, you know, women, you know, once you get to 50, you're entering menopause or you're already in menopause and your chances of having a baby post that are pretty, pretty, like certainly unassisted are negligible. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and that's never going to shift. And, you know, they, they, like, his, like sort of, I suppose, anthropologically, the reason for that is because older parents are not able to keep up with small children, are not designed to keep up with small children. Obviously, we live longer, so that kind of, window is is stretched further but you know you also then have 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 the thing that when your children are older you know when they're in their 20s are you young enough to actually be able to a relate to them and to have a relate a kind of that wonderful relationship between a parent and an adult child you know which is so valuable and it, it, it is great to be young enough to be able to actually you know, to, to, to be to know the same, to have the same cultural touchstones, to know what they're talking about. Yeah. You know, which, like, obviously, our parents had the clue what was going on. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I would say generally, in in that regard, the age gap is far less than than it was. Yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But you know, there's another, and I realise I'm kind of pointing out the, the the downfalls of of older parents, but they're very real, and I think one of the things that we haven't really touched on as a society and that is going to become more difficult for people to deal with 
you know, and I, I kind of see this in my own family, to be honest, is you have parents who are still parenting young children in that very hands-on phase of kind of, you know, I suppose, not to 16, you know, and you're still very present in that and you have to take on some sort of role as carer for an elderly parent. You know, and yeah. like, traditionally there's been a bit of a, not, not quite a gap, I mean, it's, you know, but you traditionally haven't had to do both at the same time. And that is going to become, I think, a problem that we're going to have to deal with. Yeah. Fiona, thanks a million for uh, speaking with us today. Uh, that was the Irish Daily Mail columnist there, uh, Fiona Looney. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.